Hi. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Talk About It Mate podcast. In this podcast, we're letting you in on the ground floor of the next mental health revolution. Fundamentally, people want to be seen and heard, and it doesn't take a professional to provide that. Peer support is transforming people's lives, and we're going to show you how it's done. We'll start each podcast with a check-in where we'll describe our here and now feelings. Think how you would honestly respond if someone asked you, how are you? Then we'll choose a topic and talk from our own experiences about what that means to us. No direct questions, no advice, no disagreement, just open listening and validation. And at the end, we'll check out. How are you now? And that's it. Well, alongside the podcast, we'll be providing support, guidance and connection around the topic each week on our social media and on our meetup. So head there now, during or after the podcast to get and stay connected. But for now, let's get into it. Okay then, back to podcast business. Uh, I've had a little break, and uh, you'll think you'll think, who's this guy? Well, I'm, I'm the I'm the I'm the original guy, and then this guy, this this new this new guy. I've got a new compadre for tonight. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. Uh, thankful we had a little bit of sunshine today. My pale skin got a little bit redder, which is always nice. Do you have to put worrying, cream on? But, Just put cream. On. Um, do you know, normally I do. Today I didn't because I thought, well, it's. It's only March the thirtieth, and it's not that hot, so I won't bother. But uh, now I'm thinking maybe I should have. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you'll burn easily. But we're also coming at this on on the back of your your, your workshop last night. Introduction to coaching. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for doing that, mate. It was a pleasure. I, I loved it honestly. After I finished, I went for a walk with my wife, and I, I felt so energized. Like I felt like I'd just given so much value to people, and. I got loads out of it as well, just from listening to the people that were feeding back, and it was just really, really enjoyable. Yeah, as a as a teacher, I I have a good uh, indicator of when people are taking something in and when people are really bored. Having having seen many of my classes over the years, but I was watching around the Zoom room and people were like really into it, so I, I feel the same, very energized. Yeah, it did. It was it was nice because normally on Zoom, you know, when you when you have a lot of people on there, you just kind of get sets of eyes looking at you, and nobody really moves or like people nod every once in a while. But last night, because you know I was asking people to write stuff down, it was nice to actually see heads down, and it felt like people were taking stuff in and they were really thinking about what they were writing. So that for me was nice to to. It felt like people were really engaged with it. Brilliant! It just puts people in a good mood, and and on that vein, um, we'll do a check in. Today, yeah, I'm feeling good today. Um, had a really positive day. The sun was shining. Got out for at least, I think we did two walks today. Um, yeah, just, I feel really energized. I don't know if it's the changing weather, if it's the sun, if it's the blue skies, if it's just me thinking that I'm more energized than normal. Um, yeah, you know, had a, had a busy week last week, but, you know, and across the weekend I was pretty tired. But this week I just feel like I've, I've just had this sudden rush of energy and I can't explain where it's come from and I'm trying to figure it out. But yeah, feeling really, really good at the moment, mate. How about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I always say busy on check-ins, and I think like that's not a, that's not something to pride yourself on. But uh, I have been flat, but I've picked up uh, myself a bit of energy. Uh, I feel very hopeful that like I can I'm kind of targeting things that I want in my in my personal mental health, but also in my like career life as well. So it's like once you've identified what you want to change, it's just putting things in motion that kind of help to change it. So purposeful quite quite directional you know like when you just know where you're going and even though you don't know how exactly you're going to do it 
it, it the ball has started rolling. So yeah, that that's a, a good place to be. Yeah, I think it is. That first step's always the toughest one, isn't it? Once you once you, you're not quite sure how's this gonna go, but I think once you take that step and you get into the stride, then things slowly feel like they're starting to just smooth out a little bit, which is always a great feeling. And, and you've queued us up perfectly there because this week's topic is growth. So, Joe, I'm looking forward to speaking to you because of like, I don't know you that well, but obviously from your coaching background. So growth, what does it mean to you? To me, it just means, am I, am I improving every day? Am I, do I feel like I'm better today than I was yesterday? And for me, that's not, it doesn't have to be a massive improvement. As long as I feel like I've achieved a little something every day when I get into bed and I just, you know, I'm kind of thinking back, how did today go? As long as I can get into bed and think, yeah, today was good. And, you know, even if it wasn't amazing, was it better than yesterday? Did I feel like I achieved something? Did I feel like I helped somebody? Did I feel like I was of benefit to a community or a person or even just to myself or to my wife? You know, did I do something that benefited somebody in some way, shape or form? That, that's how I, you know, kind of gauge growth. Um, I think growth is is different for everyone. You know, growth is not a... A specific thing that we all have to work towards but as long as you within yourself feel like you're growing and you're developing and you're becoming the person that you want to be then for me that is is growth that that's really nice and every time you speak it i always take something positive from it like when you come to the groups as well it's like yeah and yeah to reflect on that yeah i i, I feel like i'm only know that i i'm growing when i feel it like, because everyone knows that I I do loads of things for other people, but you just get into like a, a routine of doing that. And, and sometimes you can do that because you're not in a good place yourself. But uh, at the same time, the moments when I feel I'm growing is, is when I feel energized and and I know that I'm pushing myself and it, it's n- nervous, nervousness. Like I have a lot of nervous energy in my body and like I've been doing a lot of speaking things, like public speaking and things like that a bit more recently. And and I have I do I have a little bit of a, a little nervous shake before it, but then instead of like going into it like half assed, I've I've started for the first time in my life to be like this is the way that I am and not apologising for that, and and then then it's a different kind of of growth. It's like oh my god, oh my god, like you know you're growing out of your skin almost. Yeah, it's interesting. You said like the growth within yourself, you have to feel it. And I was thinking about this before we started, you know, when you're growing up as a child and you're growing up into your teenage years and then into your young adult life, people always say to you, oh, you've grown so much, you know, that that physical growth that people can see and they can, they see that change within you. But I think with, with personal growth and the kind of growth that we're talking about here, that's not something that people really recognize. You, You don't change physically outside that much. And I think people don't really see you growing unless you kind of tell them, oh, I've achieved this or I've done that or I I did this. But like you said, if you can feel that growth within you and you know that you've done something and you feel like you are growing as a person and, you know, you're developing into into the person that you're looking to become, then you feel that within yourself and that is growth. And, you know, you also touched upon there about that nervous energy that you had when you speak. I, I used to be like that and I still am to a point like, I don't think anybody can go onto a stage and say I wasn't nervous at all. I think with time, you know, you get comfortable with speaking on a stage, on a podcast, in a group, whatever it may be. But I think for me, when I come off a a podcast or a stage and I have spoken, I think, you know what? I've grown just by doing that speech because I was nervous at the start and now I'm not. And it was uncomfortable, but I pushed through it and now I feel good for having done it. 
Yeah, yeah, I love that. Like that, that's that whole idea of get comfortable being uncomfortable, and that David Goggins kind of mentality. But it's true. It's it's how you 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 stretch yourself a little bit further and and go into those situations that you're scared about and get through it. And and a, a good guy I used to play football with, he used to be like, well, nobody got hurt, nobody died. You know, like you go into these situations like really hyper anxious. And yeah, for my personal growth, it is. It's to get to that new stage. So once you've done something a dozen times, it becomes quite a routine, like recording a podcast. Like whereas the first time I did it, it it was it was a big thing. It was a new stage, so you kind of have to prove that you belong at that stage, and that's not arrogance. It's just showing up and doing it again and again. You kind of hit a standard, if that makes sense, and 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 then it's when you stretch yourself and you see yourself getting better at that. So like. I still say like all the time and I still say er all the time. But if I listen back to my first ever podcast, I probably said it 10 times more. So you can see that improvement. And when you see it, you feel it. And then you know that you're growing. Yeah. And I think growth comes from, you know, those habits you said there about used to say like and erm. And I've listened to podcasts back of myself speaking. And the one that I say a lot is, you know, yeah. And I listen to it back and I think, I don't even remember saying that. But it's just that it was almost like an instinct that the filler of I'm having a thought, I don't want the silence, so I'm going to fill it with, you know. And it used to come out so much. And I'm actually now consciously talking to you thinking, don't say it, don't say it. But I want to get to a point where I don't have to think about it and my conversation just flows because I did used to say it so, so much. And it used to frustrate the life out of me. But that, again, there's the element of growth that now I'm I'm conscious of it because I've heard it back so many times but I have to physically think about, okay, don't say it or try not to say it. Just let the conversation flow. And if it comes out, it comes out, but it's always in the back of my mind now. Like like being in the moment, if someone said to like, don't think of a pink elephant and you're just going to think of a pink elephant. And, and, and now I'm thinking, don't say the word uh, and don't say the word like, and then you're thinking, <laughs> don't say the word, you know, but with growth now, once it's started, it is something that you do get into like anything, like you can handle different weights in the gym. You can run further distances you can handle more growth, you can handle more courage, you can handle more risk, if you call it that way. And for me, I'm not move, um, I'm not moving away from problems or running away from problems. So I've, I've left a lot of jobs. I've, I've lived in a lot of countries. I've moved around and been in a lot of different relationships in the past. And and because it was like I wasn't ready for growth, if that makes sense. But when you, you find a place, even though it's not perfect, and you start growing, it's you stick around and a little bit more for me. That that's how I feel. Yeah, I I can completely relate to that because, like you, I've lived abroad. I've you know moved around quite a bit. But I I I look back at it now, and I don't think of it as a bad thing. I think when I leave a job or I leave a place or I kind of disconnect from a person, I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as my growth. You know, that's me understanding that that person isn't right for me. That job isn't what I'm looking for. So I want something better for myself. This place that I'm living in, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I I know there's something better out there for me. So that for me is growth in itself, that that self-awareness of knowing that it's not quite right. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But inside you just feel that something's missing and you you kind of, you you know, you, you get a little bit itchy and you know that there's something there and that moving on it is growth. There's nothing wrong with moving on and making a change because I think changing your mind is is a good thing. You know, if you, if you have your mind set on something and then within a, a certain time period you realize that's not for me and you've got the strength of character to change your mind, that's growth in itself because you know that something's not right and you, you want to work towards something else. 
I love that. That's very, very powerful. And, and the, the, always the image of me, like in the past, but even when I struggled was if I wasn't happy in a relationship, I would get out of the relationship because maybe I couldn't handle being dumped, but it was like, maybe I would be like, I need to end this relationship. But it was always because it's not right for me. And, and, and it's difficult, but it, sometimes staying is more difficult. Uh, in a job in in a place and like you say there's something inside you like an urge that's always growing and and for me it's that i'm not okay with feeling like this which would which led to me to get into some quite bad mental health positions but deep down there was always a part of me that was like no there's something in more in me potential and 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 yeah I identified two real key areas in my life where I wanted to I was like I've got scores to settle and I wasn't ready to do that until I was 30 and that was weight loss and self-image and uh, self-esteem and confidence and and like work life and they were two I remember getting to a counsellor like I want to grow in these areas I don't know how to do it yet and she I think she was like that's quite a lot to do I'm like I don't know if you know about me but I'm very impatient so uh it probably took free for what well, I'm still doing it now I think but like you know what I mean I've set those things in motion and they're the areas where I want to grow so I know as a coach you'll know what do you want to work on those are the things for me yeah I think from a coaching point of view it's it's good to have that really specific thing in mind if if you have a goal or a target that's a bit fluffy you know that it's kind of soft and you're not really sure you, you'd be satisfied if you got to a certain point but you wouldn't feel completely fulfilled or you know you got to level two and you were looking to get to level five you'd be like okay I have made progress but I'm still not quite where I want to be it still doesn't quite feel right so I think there is an element of you know really work I just said you know and I hear it myself now <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think there is that element of small steps still lead to growth you don't have to take a giant leap to feel like you've gone a distance or you've progressed forward small steps can help you climb you know you think about a ladder for example a ladder the steps are only so wide so you can step up one at a time that they're not five feet apart so you're having to reach and claw your way up you can you know that small steady progress gets you to the top of the ladder and i think that's one thing that i used to struggle with was i used i used to think that progress was being able to you know, go as far as I could in the shortest amount of time. It was about speed over learning. It was about getting there as fast as possible without enjoying the journey. And now I've kind of reversed that thinking. I think, well, yeah, I'm going to get there when I get there. It doesn't matter how fast or slow I do it. As long as I get there eventually and I enjoy the journey kind of in between the starting point and the point that I'm trying to get to, then that in itself is growth as well. Yeah, and I'm so glad we got this topic. Yeah, I, I, I dip in and out of wanting to do things very quickly, but that's how I work in short bursts and things like that. And my brain works. And this is the growth now is to kind of access. I feel like I work on like a 60% of my brain. And a lot of my life, I've been trying to kind of replicate other people's behaviors. And I'm at that stage where that's not good enough for me anymore in the last six months. It's like, no, I've, I've earned these things in my own right. I'm, you know, I've, half self-employed halfway to being a counsellor you know I've got a lot of the things I already wanted in life but in terms of career growth but I I link that very much to personal growth and uh, it has to be based around something I care about I've learned that about myself if I'm not interested and I'm not engaged or I'm not stimulated I, I just it's not I won't do it but I, I won't do it to the best of my ability and because I'm wired like this, that's why I, I think it is important for me to, to work a passion project or be self-employed or, or work with people it, the way that I do. And it, it's funny how I've 
fallen into this, but deep down there must have been a reason why I did this. And, and, and growth can, what I'm saying is, and I, when I work with clients a lot, is pointing these things out to people that they didn't know. And it was like, actually, there's a reason why I did this. There's a reason why I did that. Maybe I didn't realize it at the time, but it was part of my growth. Oh, 100%. And that, that phrase you use there, passion project, that is so important because, you know, when I get, when I got involved with Talk About It, mate, first and, you know, listen to you speaking at, on the podcast or in the groups and stuff, like you can just feel your passion for helping people coming through all the time. And from my point of view, in the past, I've taken jobs, for example, where the money was really, really good. And I've taken the job for the wrong reason, which is the money. And then started the job and thought, what am I doing here? This I don't care. I don't care about this job. All I cared about was the pay packet. And very quickly it's become mundane. I'm putting effort in, but probably 25 to 35, 40% of, of my actual effort and commitment. I'm not really into it at all because I'm not passionate about it. You know, there might be an element that I'm passionate about, but then there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I don't see as important. And I think for anyone who wants to feel like they're growing, especially in the professional life, you have to work at something that's important to you and, and kind of take the money aspect out of it. And it's really interesting because I was looking back at my Instagram the other day, going over some really old posts. Don't ask me why I was doing it. There was a reason I haven't figured out yet. And I posted something. It was about six years ago and it was just a picture of something. And the, the words on the post were, if you didn't get paid to do your job, would you still get out of bed in the morning and want to do it? And at the time, when I was coaching in the States, my answer was 100% yes. But then I was thinking back over the last couple of years and I was like, I don't know if I can honestly 100% say that I would get out of bed every day for certain jobs that I've done over the last couple of years because I was too focused on the money side of it and I wasn't focused on my actual self-enjoyment and getting something out of the job as opposed to just getting a paycheck at the end of the month. And I think that's one thing that I've really grown into in the last couple of years is that money to me isn't as important as me doing what I love. It's not as important as me being in a position where I can help other people and help them grow and help them develop. I've kind of found my own growth in helping other people grow. And as a coach, that is something that I've always done, but I never actually realized that until a couple of years ago you know, as a football coach and you're working with these little kids and you kind of stand at the side and you just see them running around and they're just having fun. But I never actually realized I'm actually helping these kids, these kids develop, not as just players, but as young people as well. And now that I look back on, on some of that stuff, I think, yeah, you know, help, watching people grow and helping people become something bigger and better than they already, what they already are is kind of where I see my own growth. It's like no, normalize, normalize changing your pathways, normalize changing, like you said right in the beginning, changing your mind. I think it's great. Like, yeah, I think I, I was teaching, you know, I've been teaching 10 years, but it wasn't a change in me personally until I'd done a lot of the work myself and I started talking about it, mate, to be honest. And I used to go back teaching and doing supply and I was a lot more engaged and I was a lot more, it opened my eyes to how I wanted to be because like, I'd put that work into myself and I valued myself enough. And I think in the past I was like, yeah, as long as I've got a teaching job, as long as I've got this, as long as I've got that. And you become kind of led by certain things in your life. Now, I've never been materialistic. I've also never been wealthy, <laughs> but um, I can completely see the security that, that having a good wage brings. Um, and in men, and that's massively important. Like it's uh, like a, a 
badge of honor for a lot of guys and 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 this is these there are groups of guys if they step out of that that it's difficult because you'll be like a black sheep or you'll be very maligned whereas i've always been like that in my own head and so it was like for me it was kind of being turning myself from a black sheep into a lone wolf where i trusted myself and i could protect myself but yeah i worked the much about the work i worked for free for a long time so and obviously I have the passion and I know that I, and I'm at that stage now where it's like I know my value know what I'm worth and people want to like get me to come in to deliver something that I started myself from scratch and, and like there's no bigger vindication of sticking to your guns does that like but it, the sad thing is is that I need sometimes still and I'm still working on it need that recognition somebody to actually say you did this and this is why you're valued for me to feel like I've grown. Uh, but I'm slowly, slowly getting there and saying, no, 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 I know I've grown. But it's like you need the evidence from another person. And, and it, it, it's something I'm working on, but that's part of my growth. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair and I can relate to that. You know, I think it's always nice when you hear feedback from somebody else. You get that outside validation mm-hmm. that somebody recognises the work that you're doing. And from my point of view, I recognize the work that you're doing for Talk About It, mate. You know, I I see how many people come into the men's support group and the mixed support groups. You know, I see how many people came to the the introduction to coaching session last last night. That's not, that's partly because, you know, I'm delivering a session that's a little bit different from what's normally there, but it's also a credit to you and the guys that work in the background for Talk About It, mate, because, you know, you've brought all the people from that community together that you've essentially, you've grown a community of people from nothing to, to what it is today, you know? So that journey for growth, not only for you, but for talk about it, mate, as well as a credit to you and, and to everybody else who works behind the scenes doing what they do. Because, you know, I think even in the six months that I've been part of talk about it, mate, I've seen so many new faces come to groups and, you know, get involved in different sessions and that's a credit to you. So, you know, from my point of view, I can see the growth and the hard work that you're, well, I don't see the hard work, but I see the rewards of your hard work. You know, I, I kind of see the people coming in, but I don't see all the, all the paperwork that you're doing behind the scenes. And that's a credit to you and, you know, how much you and the, the team have, have grown the community. Yeah. Community is, and growth are intertwined, aren't they? And thank you. And, and I will take that compliment. And, and it means a lot coming from you having, you know, worked with you and, uh, yeah, I spoke about this at a conference, as I mentioned last week, and I was very energetic and I just did it in my own way. I just thought, you know what? Because for me, like people can say a lot of things, but for me, unless there's passion and energy there, uh, it, I do I do get a bit switched off. And it's not that they don't make a good point. And, and a lot of these people might do it for their job. I understand that. But like, this isn't just my job. It's my life. And I put that into it. Um, but not not to justify that, but it, it's, um, it's very much like planting a seed, growing. That's, you know, that's what growth and uh it's uh, for me, at first it was just one seed and like water it and i'd do like one meetup a month and then there was sometimes i'd miss it and then my wife would say you're still doing these 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 meetups and then after about six or seven months it's the numbers started to pick up and it was like went from a little shoot and then then it's like the encouragement's planting some more seeds and then a lot of the time the seeds were given to me by other people like have you thought about this podcast have you thought about that and then probably the best thing that happened to us was was that covid came because i had a proper meltdown that we couldn't go face to face but then it was very very quickly because we had to grow we just grew onto the online platform and it just ran from there and then all the other guys started to take over a bit and run sessions and then it's gone from there and like that's it because you keep doing those little actions keep watering the plants and and I suppose with us as humans, the hardest thing to say is self care. 
and, and obviously I struggle, but uh, the best thing I can do for my self-care is to understand myself better as a person who, who is neurodiverse. And that, that's, that's probably the next stage of my growth that I wanted to bring into this chat. But I don't know how you keep on top of your own self-care or growth. It's interesting you mentioned that because I had a conversation with my wife recently and because I got really down in, during the, the winter lockdown, I, I hit a point where I felt like I was doing so much for other people that I wasn't really doing a lot for myself. You know, the, the kind of self-care that I was taking on was I'll go for a walk or I'll sit down and watch the football. But I wasn't really doing much more than that because I just, I don't know, I wasn't in a good space and I wasn't, I was putting so much time and effort into other people that I was almost neglecting myself. But I got to a point where I recognized that and I was like, I have to change this because as much as I'm, you know, I enjoy helping others, I, I, I have to help myself before I can give more of myself to them. Otherwise, I'm going to be running on empty and they're going to get little value from me, which is not the point of a coach. It's not the point of what I'm doing. I have to give as much of myself as possible so people get as much out of it as they can. And as you were talking there, I was thinking there's a film. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called The Good Lie, Reese Witherspoon. And there's a, there's a quote in the film. I think it's an African proverb. And it says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that's really stuck with me. I watched that film, I couldn't tell you, maybe seven years ago. But that phrase has always stuck with me. Because going back to what I was saying before, I always wanted to get to places really fast. And I didn't care if anybody was going to help me or not. Regardless of the support, I was going to do it. But over time, I've realized that there's only so much that you can achieve on your own. You know, you have to have people around you. You have to have support. You have to have people to talk to. You have to have somebody who can just support you in some way, shape or form. So you can then almost rest a little bit while that's happening to then be ready to go to the next stage. And that's one thing that I've really started to realize. And I, I couldn't tell you a time frame on it, but I've really realized that I can't do a lot of stuff on my own. I have to ask for support, even though I'm stubborn and I'm quite boneheaded and I don't really like asking for help. I've, I've started to realize that, look, if you don't ask for help, you're only going to get so far until you hit a brick wall and then you're going to need some help to get over that wall. Oh, oh my goodness, Joe. That's, I love that. Like I, I, I hit a bit brick wall every six weeks. It's quite well known. <laughs> when the volunteers might go off WhatsApp for a week. Um, and, and it is, it's that cycle. And, and at some point, if you don't do something differently, you are, you are, it's going to keep on happening. And, and, um, for me, it's been going to the right people for the right things. So if I need, if I need business advice about grants and funding, I'll go to a specific person. And I've been having great counseling, for example, and it's been great at this time, but I need extra challenge for my neurodiverse brain. Um, which I, I, I just keep saying this because I've not been saying it enough. Um, so it, it's all about accepting myself and how my brain works and acceptance of myself and my brain. And instead of thinking, I'm sort of saying I am different and thinking, am I wrong? It's training me to say, this is my way. And for example, I'm going to be getting some interns to help with us. And I'm, I'm going to go into this and say, look, if you want to record any of the chats that we have, then feel free because I do speak quite quickly. And and one thing I, norm I normally do for people is I slow down and I get emotionally frustrated with myself and it, it, it damages me. And I, I'm at the stage where I've got this new guy counsellor in the interim. And I, I, he said, how did you find it? I said, I've loved it. I've not had to slow down once. He's used to working with like high functioning autistic people. I didn't have to slow down. I could just go a million miles an hour and he, he didn't make me feel bad. He didn't drag me back. And 
it was he was like it's all about getting your buzz he said he said when you've got a buzz about you you can just do anything and i said yeah but he said when that buzz ends where do you go to to kind of you know retune and stuff and i thought wow and they had half an hour with this guy and i've had loads of counseling obviously i'm training to do it myself i was like this guy gets me and he said something i think it was this morning and i was just like you are good you are so good because you could see that i'm growing and when people can't handle people who have got a lot of energy like me they try and slow you down because they want to keep up with you but you don't that i've never been allowed to well never been confident enough to say this until now don't slow me down like, look out for me. Be there if I stumble or help me pick me up. But don't slow me down because that's how I work and I'll achieve great things. I'll work on my own self-care and, and, and that in due course. But it's like, you, just don't get him away in a, in a weird kind of way. Work with me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that's your strength, isn't it? That is you. You know, when you can be yourself and you can go and, you know, present a hundred mile an hour and talk hundred mile an hour. That's you being your authentic self. And once you realize who you are and once you get comfortable being the person that you are, there's, there's such a level to that that you, you can't take away because once you try and take somebody's authenticity away, then they're not the person that they naturally are, you know? And like, yeah, it, it, it's interesting that you said, you know, people try and slow you down and pull you back or so they can keep up with you. And, there is an element to that. I think a lot of us, and I think I've done that to to, to a certain extent in the past. I, I've tried to almost hold people back because I can't keep up because they are too clever or they are too X Y Z, whatever you want to say. But I think yeah, once you once you can once people can get comfortable around you, and they can just let you be yourself, it allows you to grow, but it also allows them to grow as well because then they're not holding you back. They're not that ball and chain that's keeping you from going a little bit slower so they can keep up. It's it's letting you flourish and you know you, you used the metaphor before about the seed and you know if if you put the seed in the ground but you don't water it it's never going to grow if you if you keep stomping on it it's just it's never going to come out but if you let it grow and you water it and just let it be what it's supposed to be then you'll see the beauty in it you've got such a lovely way with words uh yeah it, it's true and also by having those difficult conversations and being assertive with people and like and saying like look, Joe, like, I need you to kind of realise that I'm going to go quite quick and, you know, or just putting it out there or telling the pe- people those things. It might be like, feel like you're letting them down or, 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 or I can't work with you. I wouldn't say that. But, like, you're actually doing them a favour because if it's taken in the right spirit, like, it's it's feedback, you know, like honest, authentic feedback coming from a good place. And and is that not enough of that happens, actually? I remember um, I did go into a meeting a few months back. It was when we were conceiving this series of the podcast and I just got massively stressed out and this is where I started this process and, and I ended up being quite snappy and I, well, I didn't I was just like I think John was there I think I think Charles was there I think Ed was there and I think I just wasn't myself it was a Saturday morning and I was just not in a good mood and afterwards I did apologize to Ed and we has had a really really open and authentic whatsapp exchange and he said this is how that made me feel Mike and I instead of like instead of like saying oh well making excuses or whatever i said i'll take ownership over that Ed. Uh, like i really regret making you feel like that this happened because of x y and z and he said this is so refreshing to have a conversation like this where we were both growing because we were both communicating in the way that we wanted to communicate and we both came out of it feeling like we were both okay if that makes sense and i've never done that in my life i think i went downstairs and i was like whoa because for me i was one of those people i'll never apologize 
ever, but but I'd, or I'd apologize as over apologize, like a token apology. But it was like instead of apologizing, I was like, I feel that I let myself down in that meeting, and and that's what I did. I spoke from the eye, and I've never really done that, not to that extent. But because he's someone I trust, and I do it with someone like you, Joe, I'll do it with someone like John, people that I trust in that context, because I trust them to handle me properly, like, and not, because it is a risk. The reason why we don't often be super honest with people is because we think they're going to get angry or they're going to go and attack you or go and say something bad about you. And, and I don't like doing that. So it, but this was a real uh, big moment for me. Yeah, and, and again, that's growth, isn't it? And I think it's really interesting that you brought that up because especially for me growing up, it was I was always taught, try and put yourself in somebody else's shoes, try and see their perspective. And I always tried to do that, but I'm a redhead, so I'm more stubborn than most people. And, you know, I, I, I was always, I wouldn't say I was very opinionated, but I was always very strong-willed and I was always right. And if you disagreed with me, well, that's your problem because you're wrong and I'm right, so it doesn't really matter what you think. But once you have that dialogue with someone, like you were saying there with Ed, and you have that conversation and you understand his perspective and he understands yours, again, you know, that, that's where you feel the growth. I said, you know, again, I apologize. You know what? <laughs> I'm conscious of it now. I can hear myself saying <laughs> I'm leaving ridiculous. this in, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I think, and, and I think that's something that's really important in the current climate. People need to grow by listening to other people's perspective because I think this whole cancel, cancel culture thing, people are so quick to like smack down the um, the opinion of somebody else because they don't agree with it. But it's an opinion. It doesn't make it wrong if that's their perspective. You know, they grew up in a different way, so they see the world in a different way to how you see it. And you, you can't both be wrong, but you can't both be right. But you can have that conversation and kind of find some middle ground of, okay, I understand where, where you're coming from, Mike, and I can see how now that affects you. And I explain my side. And again, we don't have to agree on it. We can agree to disagree. But as long as you've heard each other's perspective, then we can go our own separate ways. We don't have to fight about it. We don't have to hate each other. We don't have to kill each other. We don't have to, you know, make sure that you get kicked off this thing or, you know, close your Twitter account. That is just, okay, that's his perspective. And there's my perspective. And let's let's understand it and move forward. A, a lovely way of putting it again, and this is what we try to do in our community. You know, obviously we do have set some kind of set framework of how we behave and like, and then we do try and make that clear. But yeah, I, it's not running away from how you're feeling. So at that moment, I knew there was something up with me with, with my, my mental health and stress and pressure and how I deal with it. So instead of batting that to one side and being like, how could this person be annoyed with me? And then going into that like victim siege thing that I don't like to do. Uh, yeah, I fessed up and was just like, I'll take ownership over that. But the reason why I don't apologize very often, and it's, there is a specific reason, is because a lot of people apologize and it's a token gesture. But for me, I don't need apologize. I change my behavior. And apologies that aren't uh, followed by changed behavior are hollow and they're fake. And everyone who knows me that I can sniff fakeness out a mile off. I, and, and it choose the people I choose to work with, for example, that's a real endorsement of these people. Because they're upfront and honest and authentic and, and, and they're getting to the stage where they could tell me if, if they can't do something. And I'm getting to the stage where I can tell them. And, and it's just that honesty. But yeah, I'll go away and change my behavior. In the past, I'd go away and punish myself. And that's, that's different. But now, like, instead of just running away, I'll, I'll sit with it if it's uncomfortable. And then I'll decide what actions I want to take to, like, so I need to seek out a little bit more therapy on that. I need to look after myself a bit better. I need to take a week off, you know. And it is followed by an action. And again, a lot of people who know me is action is everything. 
because you can that's your evidence that you're changing and growing yeah 100 percent. and it's interesting that you mentioned that because i'm not very good well i'm i say i'm not very good i'm awful with confrontation always have been something i'm working on but i do not like confrontation and i've, I've been married for like make sure i get this right four and a half years now um and we've been together for nine and when we used to argue i used to walk away and it wasn't because i didn't want to have the confrontation even though i didn't like it it was a chance for me to kind of let my blood calm down and let myself calm down before coming back and then dealing with whatever it was that we were arguing about because that was my way of fixing it because i i was never a belief i mean i i could be quite hot-headed and I do get frustrated with certain things, but I have my way of dealing with it now where, okay, if something's driving me crazy or if I'm angry, I will walk away from that situation, give myself 10, 15, 20 minutes, an hour, however long it takes to then come back and feel like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to resolve this now. I'm ready for the growth to take place because I'm in the right frame of mind to do so. Because I think, you know, when you deal with things, when you're angry and you're frustrated, you say things that you don't mean, but they, you still say them. And it's hard to take those things back once you've said them. So for me, that element of growth came from, okay, I'm not going to argue now. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to clear my mind, come back, and then have that conversation when I'm in the right frame of mind to deal with it and to make sure that we can both come out of it saying, okay, yeah, it was silly or whatever it may be, but now we've dealt with it and we can move forward. Lovely. Like that, they're so adult and adult to adult communication is the only way adults can communicate effectively but that's a really good example i hear there of a coping mechanism and it's also self-awareness of you knowing that this is it like i i can react to things and it's it's i i but i can't regulate myself like that but that's kind of how i'm wired and i'm trying to work on that um but one thing that was suggested for me was like write down how i'm feeling and then come back to it or a good thing is schedule some time for a specific thing so i'm very much like because i can do a lot of things on the hop uh, I will try and make time to talk about it. So like that, that's really, really encouraging. And that's very, very healthy because it's not like you're sitting there saying we don't argue um, or, we, or we don't argue as much now. But but like we're, I think we're quite similar in that sense. Um, but with Laura, she yeah, she, she'll need loads of time to process things. And I obviously can do everything on the spot. So it's fa- It's about compromise, isn't it? Finding a a time when, when we can talk about it but it's interesting that, that we've ended on that because growth is it does involve having a supportive friends family or partner i think if if they're not if they're not with you for your growth then it's, for me it ain't gonna work like i can be a pain in the ass but laura knows why i'm doing it do you know mm-hmm. yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah growth you know you want to grow yourself but it's so like you said it's important to have those people around you to support that growth and make you feel good about that growth as well I feel I've grown a lot in this conversation. And uh, yeah, with that in mind, we'll head to our checkout. Well, I really enjoyed this, Mike. Like, I feel like I've grown just having a conversation about growth. Isn't it? Isn't it strange that when, you know, you have a conversation and you just, I don't know, it makes me feel good. I was never a good conversationalist, but now I feel like I'm having, strangely, more conversations, but less face-to-face because of COVID. But I feel like now having conversations like this and talking about things and understanding myself and understanding other people and the way people see 
the world differently to how I see it, it does make me feel good and it makes me feel like I'm still growing as a person and I, I want to keep that feeling going. I want to keep feeling like I'm, I'm growing and I'm understanding things better. So I really enjoyed this conversation and hopefully you did too. Yes, Joe. Uh, yeah, I feel quite, I feel very calm. I feel very, very centered. Like I've kind of said what I needed to say. And, and one thing that's dawned on me, I suppose, throughout this conversation is how much uh, I've grown by not just doing new things, by turning inwardly on myself and appreciating that growth isn't always change. It's nurturing what you've already got and, and seeing what you've got as strengths. And uh, many of us have got those things already in us. And and then when you grab that and you're like, oh, it's already there. It's not something brand new that I need to to learn. It's something I need to appreciate. Then that's powerful. So yeah, I'm, I'm going away feeling feeling really powerful. Good. Yeah, I think it's, you know, growth isn't always easy, but it's always worth it. So the more power to you. Amazing. And that, and that kids, is a wrap. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate your interest in what we do. If you would like to hear more, please subscribe, share, or review this podcast. And if you'd like to have a chat, join a session, or just have some fun, then come find us at Talk About It Mate on all social media.